We start? Yes, we start. In just one day, the life of Ramazan turned upside down. From being an established provincial administrator in Turkey, he was arrested, imprisoned and had to flee his country. He is now still fighting to reunite with his family. Ramazan tells us how the obstacles he has overcome shaped the person he has become today. But he also shows that they did not weaken the persistence of his optimism. Welcome to the second episode of Refugee Voices Stories, a podcast connecting you with people who have found the courage to share their transformational journeys, both physical and emotional, and to explain how they changed their vulnerabilities into strength. Hello Ramazan, I hope you are good today. How do you feel? Uh, thank you, Margot. Uh, I am fine. Great. And you? I'm good, thank it's, you. It's a pleasure for me. Uh, to be here. Great, that's a great news. Thank I you. think you have a story to share with us today. What, what is your story about? Yes, okay. Uh, I am here in Switzerland about seven months. Before I was in Turkey, I was a senior administrator in the public sector in Turkey. I was working as a senior administrator. Uh, I had a good and happy life. I thought, I thought it would always go on like this. However, right after the failed coup data attempt in 2016, my life suddenly changed and uh, turned upside down. Let us do a quick recap of the political events in Turkey to better understand Ramazan's story. In July 2016, Turkey witnessed a failed coup d'état as the military tried to take over the country. The government blamed the Gulen Group, an opposition movement, for organizing the coup. The Gulen Group denied its involvement. After that, a real crackdown started on people suspected to be related to this Gulenist movement. More than 150,000 state officials, bureaucrats and academics were dismissed from their jobs and more than 96,000 of them arrested since 2016. Ramazan is one of them. In just one day, I lost my work, my freedom, in short, everything. Like tens of thousands of others, I was dis dismissed from my job <coughs> on the ground that I had affiliation with a non-governmental organization that's the Gulenist movement which is alleged to be behind the coup d'etat. However, it's believed that in order to create a justification for punishing his opponents the coup d'etat scenario was organized by the President Erdogan himself. Not only was I dismissed from my job, but I was also detained just one day later. While I was a senior administrator of the state one day ago, it was very difficult for me to be treated as a member of terrorist organization just one day later. 
my dignity was damaged. I remember I cried a lot in detention. And also the physical conditions of the detention room were very bad. For example, it was not seeing the sunlight, there wasn't toilet inside, food and drink were very limited. I couldn't see my lawyer and my family. My family even uh, didn't know at which police station I was being held. So the four day detention period seemed too long to me. I tried to console myself by thinking, thinking that I was innocent, that I was a victim of an event that was beyond my control. However, while I was waiting to be released after four days of detention, I was unfortunately arrested. I was newly married, so I was separated from my wife and my three children who were from my deceased wife. My wife and children also had troubles among themselves. They had hard times. On the other hand, I was trying to give them moral. I was telling them that this process would end quickly because I was innocent. And I have always believed that I will be released and reinstated very soon. And this was a source of moral and optimism for me. However, weeks passed months passed and they took me to the court for the first time only after 19 months in prison. In the first trial I defended myself and was released. I had partially regained my freedom. I say partially because people still looked at me suspiciously. They thought that uh, he should be criminal since he uh, spent so much time in prison. So I felt excluded from society. After a while, as a result of political pressures on the court, I was sentenced to seven years in prison. According to Amnesty International, the judiciary power in Turkey has been disregarding fair trial processes and has been applying broadly defined anti-terrorism laws to punish acts that are protected under international human rights law. Some public officials were subjected to sanctions and judicial harassment for the legitimate exercise of their professional duties, such as Ramazan. The earthquake that Ramazan was living during his four days of detention and 19 months of prison were only the beginning of how his life changed because of political reasons. After having fought a juridical battle in vain and having been convicted to seven years of imprisonment, he had no choice but to take a risky decision – flee.
So I had to flee the country and sought asylum in a safe country in order not to be unjustly imprisoned once again for years because of political reasons. Of course, it was very risky to leave the country uh, through illegal ways. Uh, my uh, family and relatives were afraid of for me to uh, leave the country in such a way, but I had to take the risk. Uh, of course, it was uh, dangerous because I could be arrested while leaving the country. I could be shot even. Uh, there are a lot of risks, uh, but uh, I had to take these risks and unfortunately I had. And I crossed the border uh, from Turkey to Greece. Uh, I stayed about three months in Greece. And, and uh, at the beginning of this year, I managed to come to uh, Switzerland. Unfortunately, although I have been in Switzerland for more than seven months, I still have not received a residence permit and my family is still in fear and anxiety in Turkey. Of course, now I feel better and uh, more in security, more secure. Uh, the only uh, problem I have now is uh, the anxiety about my family. If I manage to save them from Turkey and we, if we get uh, regrouped again and set up our new family uh, life here, it will be super. It will be my the uh, ultimate aim here and I will be able to look forward for my next projects. If Ramazan is still worried about his family, it's because his asylum request is still in process, which does not give him the right to a familial regroupment. However, this has not stopped him from being very active since his arrival in Switzerland. He has been attending French classes where he heard about refugee voices and participated in our confidence building program called Confiance Catalysée. This year, the program took place online for 12 weeks and was ended by a virtual public performance where participants shared a piece of their lives with the audience. And eventually, we even managed to meet in person for a small get-together in July. Here, in my French course, we were informed about Refugee Voices. I met the Refugee Voices group. We worked together for more than three months. Really, because of COVID, we tried to meet in Zoom, in, in Internet. And finally, we get together face to face. In the program, we were taught different aspects of self-confidence by professionals. I should also mention Lucy here, thanks to her. We were uh, trying to experience, try to make practice in French, different uh, methods, different uh, ways of increasing self-confidence. 
And so we at the final session uh, get together. Of course, we uh, made presentation to uh, public with sharing our uh, histories. It was a good experience for, for us. During the program sessions, the participants were encouraged to share their difficult stories. But how did it feel for Ramazan to talk about those moments of his life with people he didn't know? Yeah, uh, really it was first difficult, but after sharing I uh, was relaxed because uh, there is uh, a proverb in Turkish uh, which says Acılar paylaştıkça azalır, sevinçler paylaştıkça çoğalır. That means in English, the bad stories is decreased by sharing and the good stories increased uh, when you share them. So, uh, while sharing my bad story, uh, I, I felt a bit more relaxed as if my burden uh, got lighter. Through the confidence building program, Ramazan did not only learn how to feel more comfortable with people in Switzerland, but also found a place to share his story, which made him grow as a person. And thanks to Refugee Voices, my self-confidence has increased even more. I started to understand the culture of this country better. I have made very valuable friends like you and a social network. I have experienced expressing myself in foreign languages and sharing my story in English, even in French. Uh, and I uh, could uh, make new friends and social uh, web, uh, social environment. And uh, this also gave me opportunity to make new programs as we are doing now. And uh, also uh, gave me the opportunity to practice, practice my French, to uh, feel more secure and to think that I am not the only person who has suffered. There are a lot of uh, similar situations, history, histories from different countries. Uh, this all, all uh, gave me some more uh, morale and motivation and confidence. To me, Ramazan is a very impressive human being. Every time I meet him, both online and in person, he has a huge smile on his face. Now that you also got a glimpse of what he has been through, you must be wondering the same as me. How does he keep it? Uh, thank you. As I said, uh, I try to uh, always be positive and optimist. And uh, uh, parts of my smile, uh, I am indebted to you, your uh, help, your uh, augmentation of self-confidence and uh, the en uh, social environment context that is provided here to us. After this tumultuous month, Ramazan has three key lessons he would like to share with us. Because we all have ups and downs. Here is what he advises us to get out of places where we feel stuck. A small hint? 
He advocates for the persistence of optimism. The lesson I learned from my experience and my story is that first of all, everything can change at any time and therefore it's necessary to be cautious and prepared. Secondly and more importantly, one should definitely not give up. Keep struggling in life, struggling against dictatorship, against injustices. And finally, we should always be optimist and positive. That's what kept me up. Uh, we should struggle for our ideals, for what we, we believe. So uh, the life is not a linear line. It has, as you said, ups and downs. Uh, we should be patient during our uh, down periods. Uh, we should uh, know that every night has definitely a day to come. So uh, when we looked at the positive sides of even bad stories, we can still uh, learn some lessons, be more mature for more uh, prepared for next crisis or problems. We, we can increase our resilience. While he has been learning a lot, Ramazan's work is not over yet. He is full of projects for his future, in which he hopes to find dignity and recognition again. Now, I can say that my new country is Switzerland. Switzerland embraced me, so I am indebted to her. After getting a residence permit and improving my French a little more, I will try to contribute to, the, to this country, not being a burden. I believe in this because I am a qualified employee. I have three masters and one doctorate. I will hopefully have the opportunity to use my knowledge and experience here for the benefit of this country. Uh, on one hand, I am attending a French course to improve my French. On the other hand, I am attending some uh, courses uh, presented <coughs> through Coursera. And also, I will uh, start applying to work at the university. On the other hand, I am trying to discover beautiful Switzerland. An important milestone of Ramazan's journey towards self-confidence is the sharing of his story. But why is this so important to him? Why did he agree to be a guest in this podcast? Yeah, first of all, I want people to know the terrible situation in Turkey because I am not the only person that has passed through such a process 
as I said, tens of thousands of people have been dismissed from their jobs and arrested uh, because of political reasons for the president to enlong his period of government. So uh, I want to let people, more people know this situation. Secondly, as I share my story, as I said before, I uh, relaxed, I feel better. Uh, and thirdly, I could not reject your demand uh, as we meet during the Refugee Voices program. It will be a pleasure for me to contribute to your program. That's my story in short. Thanks to people who, listen, who are listening to us. I hope we will join our efforts and energy to work for the benefit for the welfare of Switzerland. Thank you very much to Ramazan for having joined us today, for sharing his story and having put everything on the table. I am both grateful and impressed. And I hope that this episode leaves you with inspiration and, who knows, maybe optimism as well. Please share your thoughts with us and we are looking forward to meeting you soon for another episode of Refugee Voices Stories. Thank you so much for listening. Okay. Good. Ah, I missed up here. Thanks. With pleasure.